Hi, Tim Bennett here from the SPAS team at BTL, and today we're talking about MOT testing. Now, at the SPAS conference this year in Newcastle, we welcomed Paul Eels to the stage. Paul is the CEO of the Skills and Education Group, and within their brand, they also have ABC Awards. Now, the MOT test is a, a test that every car in the UK has to go through, and at the head of that are the mechanics who are going to be looking at those cars. And they need to be certified because if, if we're not certifying the people that are actually testing these cars, then it's going, to be, it's going to descend into chaos, really, isn't it? We've got lots of cars driving around in various different conditions that couldn't be falling apart at any time. And we don't want that, do we? So it's very important that these people are tested. Now, Paul was speaking as part of the Innovations Insights. And I suppose, although they've been very innovative in the use of digital testing for this, uh, this program, there's been a there's kind of like an air of caution within Paul's um, presentation about some of the users that are involved because not everyone is, I'm going to use the term digital natives, obviously that's quite an arguably uh, uh, flawed concept, but don't expect everyone to come into the examination room with a kind of digital level uh, of skills. So let's listen to Paul talk through the scenario, talk through some of the problems they encountered but also some of the benefits that have been experienced as part of moving the MOT tests to a digital platform. So over to you, Paul. Um, here's Paul Eels. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pleasure to be here with you this morning. Um, I really want to talk about uh, innovation in, in the vocational space and the sort of thing that we've been doing and what we've learnt as we've gone uh, in a particular way. But I just really wanted to explain a little bit about who we are and um, what we do. The Skills and Education Group is a group of educational charities. Um, our charitable objective is about the advancement and, of uh, skills and education to improve the lives of individuals, and we do that through our four divisions. Um, you probably, our most famous brand name out in the marketplace is ABC Awards. Some of you will be familiar with that brand, and we do that through our regulated AO, Skills and Education Group, awards, uh, and then we have CERTA access to. We've been around for 107 years. There are days when I feel like I've been there for all of that time. Um, but uh, we've been working around trying to develop innovative ways of working throughout our time. And as I reflect back as a chief executive, I always thought that it's in the here and now we innovate. But I think our history tells us that we're, if we're still here as awarding bodies, we've been innovating throughout the duration of our time as AOs in the space. Um, I guess now as we've got technology, we're actually feeling that pace of innovation and change much more quickly. Um, I'd like to present you with some slides. This particular slide that says that we have it all together, that we're, we come at everything in a planned and focused way and that um, everything flows really well. But I think our reality is much more like this. Um, there are days when you feel like you're standing on the top of a mountain and looking down a valley and wondering how on earth you're going to get up the side of the other mountain. Um, and I think that's where we get to. And I think our experience of innovation is actually the further down in the organisation you can push it, the better we are at it. People, if you're, um, if you're my kind of age, technology um, has been how we operate 
in terms of technology is made by people like me in their 50s. But actually, I don't know about you, I use an iPhone because it's the easiest one on the market to use. I don't use it, I don't, I don't, you know, I really don't like anything else because it's just not that intuitive for me to use. And yet you're expecting people like me to make decisions about how we innovate as an organisation. And, and I, our experience is the, bet, the more you're pushing it down and you've got our apprentices using technology or bringing their ideas, the better we are as an organisation. I'd like to talk to you about, now this will be interesting because I don't know whether this, ah, there you go. See, my, my, my ability of technology, somebody gave me that slide, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'd like to talk to you about what we've done within ABC around MOT annual assessment. How many people own a car? How many of you have, your car, have had your car MOT'd fairly recently? Okay, you'll be pleased to know there'll be um, everybody in, that has done MOT tested your car have been through their annual assessment. I bet you didn't know that your MOT annual assessor um, is, goes through some kind of qualification and some kind of annual assessment. Um, did you, when you last went in, did you actually ask your, your MOT tester to prove that they, could, they were qualified to MOT test your car? Or did you ex just simply expect that they'd be able to do it? Up until about three or four years ago, you, were, you had a ref, went on a refresher to be an MOT tester every five years. And DVSA came along to the awarding bodies, uh, the three in the, in the space that uh, deliver uh, motor vehicle qualifications. And they came into the space and said, we want to change the way in which we regulate MOT testers. Um, at the moment they come out, they have a, a, a refresher course with us every five years. We want to bring in a suite of MOT qualifications that are regulated. So we brought in those reg MOT regulated qualifications through uh, Ofqual and an annual assessment. And we want to actually ensure that they are, that is linked to ongoing professional development. So we, our team, got together to create um, a platform that would actually um, ensure that everything could be done online. And it was great. Until actually you recognise that where, where are we in this whole thing? There's 56,000 MOT testers who have to undertake their annual assessment each year. Um, and they uh, going online, I think the assumption was made that whilst it met the needs of DVSA, uh, the regulator that's going to regulate that space, there was a really massive assumption made about how learners were going to actually undertake their annual assessment. Were they going to be trained through a provider? Uh, if you needed your, to do your qualification, that was fine, you'd go through a provider, but you had a choice to come direct, to actually just simply demonstrate that you've done your CPD and do your annual assessment online with us, of which 25% of the market do that. And our centre support team are, were absolutely focused on supporting exams officers in colleges and providers. And most of you will know that exams officers in, in colleges and providers are fairly experienced people at dealing with exams and qualifications. And nothing prepared us for the, the questions that we got uh, through the, uh, the uh, centre support team. Like, 
What's a mouse? What's a browser? Um, my van's been broken into and my email has been stolen. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that your laptop's been... No, 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 my laptop's at home. My email's been stolen, therefore I haven't got it anymore. Um, or the, the, one that, the, the one that is of legend is, I've done my annual assessment and my name's not on my certificate. To which the Centre Support Officer, Niall, um, was racking his brain as to how somebody could have gone through their annual assessment, come out the other end, successfully pass, and their name's not on the certificate. It, it's not possible, we thought. It is. He said, so what, can you tell me what's in the middle of the certificate? He said, it says Mr. Tyre Limited. That's the company he works for. And when he was filling out the, um, his, his, um, his thing, it said, drop down menu says Mr. So it's Mr. Name, first name, Tyre. Surname, Limited. So, so, so we were faced with a whole set of technology. And yes, it was quite amusing. There was lots of, we had a whiteboard in the office. And if anybody wanted some uh, uh, light relief, we, you went down to, into the centre support team to actually see what they'd written on the whiteboard as the comment of the day or the comment of the week. And there was all sorts of different ones throughout that first year. We'd made a massive assumption about what learners could do. Uh, and it was interesting in the, in the last speakers in terms of Ken Boston's um, quote. And I remember that quote um, that, you know, in terms of everything will be online, everything will, we will sort out. And interestingly, in terms of the regulator DVSA, in terms of cars, everything is online. I changed my car recently and I've got a personalised plate. You do that online before you used to have to go into the office. There isn't an office anywhere anymore to take and do that online. So you have to do it online. So they have moved really quickly. But the average age of the people that are doing vocational qualifications generally um, in our organisation is over 25. And in the, in the MOT world, the average age is in their late 50s. And we've made an assumption that when you can simply apply technology, and it has actually meant that our team have, to, have had to go back and rework what we do and how we do it. And making those assumptions, we've made massive assumptions because we've always focused on doing our qualifications in a setting that enables uh, support from teachers, from trainers, from exams officers, all those sort of things. But increasingly, as we move forward, we're reaching organisations and people that have not experience of the kind of technology that we take for granted. And I think an assumption was made by uh, the regulator, by DVSA, that because computer equipment, diagnostic equipment is used in garages, that simply that workforce are familiar with technology. Yes, they are, but in the context in which they do their job. And increasingly, as we move into these kinds of spaces, we as as awarding bodies need to ensure that we're making, um, are actually planning for the types of learners that we're dealing with. And we can't simply take, uh, it was really fascinating to hear that whole exam script. 99% of MOT testers do their annual assessment online, either with us, 50% of the market roughly with us, um, uh, with us or with our competitors. Only 1% have a choice to do it 
in a in a test in environment uh, in terms of such a school. So it's really interesting, isn't it, in terms of as we roll out new technology, as we roll out new programs and new assessment, we make assumptions that. Um, it's almost topsy-turvy. I suspect most MOT testers would prefer to sit in an exam hall and actually write down their, uh, their, their, their uh, annual assessment, but they don't have a choice to do that. And yet, in, the, in a young people, we uh, are expecting them to handwrite their, their assessment. So it is an interesting world in which we work in. Um, and I, I guess it's a bit like chess making sure that we get the right pieces in the right place at the right time and making sure our planning is increasingly reflecting on what we need to achieve uh, going forward. We've structured, we've totally restructured our organisation now to ensure that our staff at the senior level and therefore their teams are actually interconnected with each other because what we found through working on this type of program is that we found that actually the more people connect together the more in which we're able to um, be better placed to ensure that the age range of people that we've got our comms team are the youngest team in the business and actually they need to be much more involved and engaged in the development of some of our programs to enable us to get that innovative thinking through. So that's, that's effectively where we are. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm happy to take some questions later on this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, for that really insightful presentation. It was really interesting to hear about the skills and education group's experiences when it comes to, to testing. Now, Paul is also the uh, chair of the Federation of Awarding Bodies, so I do recommend that you look Paul up, connect with him, uh, check out the work that they do, and it's been interesting just to hear this kind of insight into the, the, um, the house passes being used in a particular environment for testing. So if you want any more information about Surpass, then go to btr.com slash surpass. Otherwise, if you want some more information from myself, then go to marketing at btl.com and drop me a line. Uh, my name's Tim Burnett. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, and I hope you enjoy the rest of these past conference presentations. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.